undisclosed location in a basement somewhere in New York City. It's the Shredhead Podcast with your host, Oroku Saki, a.k.a. The Alright, what up you fools, it is I, your teacher, your master, your host of the Shredhead Podcast, welcome to my parlor, said the spider to the fly, I am of course, Oroko Saki, aka the Shredder. Of course, with me pressing the buttons when I'm saying nothing is my main brain, the mayor of Dimension X, which we will get to shortly as to why we're not there yet. Because, um, yeah, man, it's yeah, it's a sad tale. Uh, I should have never come back to this ghetto as anyway, man, damn it, Krang, my bad. Uh, my main brain, Krang. Krang is here with me, of course. Uh, over there. There I'm is Krang. Man, oh man, your boys are down bad out here. Um, well, I mean, let's address, let's address the gorilla in the room. Uh, we nope. are, yeah, man. So, I know that I've been saying that I was hanging out on Earth um, as long as the Knicks continued their playoff run. Uh, of course, they were eliminated in the first round. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. That's been coming for quite some time. But, yes, we didn't build anyone up. We, we You know, it's it's been, it's been a hell of a year, man. It's been a great year, so... I have nothing to complain about, uh, even, even if crying over here, uh, old, old, uh, whatever, man, I can't even, I can't even roast you right now, bro, nope. I'm, I'm so, um, uh, I'm just still sick thinking about our situation, your, your boy crying, man, as the mayor of Dimension X had put some pretty strict rules in place as far as containing and or keeping out COVID from Dimension X. And naturally, um, we thought that maybe we would be somewhat exempt seeing as how he is the one and uh, one true ruler, well, mayor, wink, wink, of Dimension X, you know? So we figured that we were somewhat above the law and though we've tested negative for covid several times the both of us crying and i um the rules are real strict about allowing people coming in from earth ghetto ass earth even though we got the vacky um yeah, man, it's kind of a, it's still a, a moratorium on travel in two dimension X. So, so Krang, Krang, uh, we have been hoisted by our own petard. 
That is the exact music you would play, having been hoisted by your own petard. Either way, uh, we will be back in Dimension X pretty soon. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the haps, man. And so, even after, you know, there was, I had considered, considered, considered coming on. Um, first of all, I've been, I've been away for a grip, right? Like, I feel like I haven't spoken to you guys in for re in for a long time. So, um, I mean, things that have been going on, that, that was the major one. I was trying to get back to Dimension X as soon as possible. A Sappington. And, um, you know, we just, they came, they told us we couldn't, we had to sit tight. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Craig, that, that, that one's doing too much. Um, but yeah, man, they, they, they essentially told us that, you know, you can't, can't come into the dimension. Go on back to weak ass ghetto ass Earth. Man, set your ass down. Uh, it's, it's basically, yeah, they, that's what they told us. Uh, so you know, we've been forced to live in our basement in an undisclosed location here at the Hyphen Podcast Group Studios, and well, at least the New York branch. It's a mega conglomerate. We have satellite sa studios all over the place. Uh, and, and this is the one, this is the one in New York. So, uh, what's been new? Nothing. Nothing, you fools. Nothing is new. Nothing is new under the sun. And you, you all keep running in the same, same circles, chasing your tail, eating it much like an Ouroboros. And, um, anyway, man. Ooh. Uh, Krang, what, what, no, for real, what is new? Um, there's some new entertainment out. Uh, I, even though this isn't exactly new, uh, Krang put me up on a show, it's called Warrior. It's produced by Shannon Lee, um, you know, formerly of WMAC, of WMAC Masters, and eternally the daughter of one Bruce Lee. Uh, shows fire. Uh, it follows a, a, a young man coming from uh, China to find his sister who has crossed the salt, as they say, uh, coming across the ocean to live in America. Takes place in old timey to old timey San Francisco, uh, much you know, like the old Wild West, the laying of the tracks. Um, you know, around that time, so post post Civil War, uh, you know, white folks is still mega outwardly racist, um, but this time to the Chinese. Um, now some Japanese folks have their issues with the Chinese, and likewise, and vice versa, I should say, but uh. I don't, yeah, whatever, man, come on, you know, the eyes, the, you know, people will look at us and, you know, call us, they gonna call us Chinese, you know what I mean, they gonna pronounce the S hard like that Chinese, you know, um, 
whatever, man. We got to look out for each other. All of us. All of us do. But, um, anyway, anyway, I won't bog myself down in the politics of it all. What's most important about this show is that it is a lot of ass-whoopings on the show. So if you are in the mood for, uh, and very well acted, um, most of the characters are extremely compelling, um... So I don't want to give away much more than that. I guess I guess I should say that it's more about um uh Chinese tongs or or tongs or the gangs. Um so it's more about gang culture um uh wrapped in the politics of the time uh locally with the mayor um who's trying to keep the peace in Chinatown because with these tongs a lot of violent gang activity you know in 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 the name of earn of uh of earning money in the drug game uh but also uh nationwide as the exclusion act gets brought up um there's you know some local irishmen who have to take issue with Chinese people coming in and uh, taking up the labor because, you know, white men like to pay them way less. And so, of course, it's the Chinese workers' fault that white men who own businesses uh, would rather exploit their labor than to pay than to pay the Irish workers. You know, same old song and dance. Um, but I don't know if that's a shred commendation as much as uh, what I've been doing. I do shred commend it, so I guess it is a shred commendation. Check it out. It's a pretty good show. It's on Cinemax. Uh, the two seasons that I've seen have been on Cinemax. And, uh, of course, you can catch it on HBO Go. Well, I say of course as if... Cinemax and HBO are the same thing. Uh, yes, it was a Cinemax show. But just like, you know, just like uh, a lot of things, it ended up on HBO Max. Go check it out, man. It's pretty fire. Uh, let's see, what else? I don't know, man. I've just been lying low. Um, I have been watching the playoffs. And, you know... Like I said, I, I'm I'm happy with, with the New York Knickerbockers getting as far as they've gotten. Um, I am pleased that we don't have the same teams going for a championship this year. I'm fine crowning a brand new champion or someone who... Either a new champion or a team that has not had a title in many a year... Um, I I relish in the fact that we're not seeing that we're not seeing the the seventy sixes in the in in the finals. I don't know. It's just something about the sixes rubs me the wrong way. I like I like Joel Embiid. I feel sorry for uh, what's that boy's name? I don't mean to say boy like he's not a grown ass man, but um, oh. Krang, help me out here. You don't... Krang, nope. what's, what's my man's name? Um, oh, boy. Anyway, y'all know who I'm talking about. The boy won't shoot. 
Young one. Oh, Ben Simmons. Damn it. That's his name. Ben Simmons, the, my man who won't shoot. Um, <laughs> crying, don't laugh at him. I mean, yeah, fine. It, you know, you're, you're a professional ball player who doesn't want to shoot the ball. Not even a shot. You know, I get it. You don't, you want to pass up a shot that's far away with somebody's hand in your face or, you know, there's a, a higher probability that that won't go into the basket, but when you pass up a layup, or because you are, your ass is seven feet tall, you pass up a dunk under the rim. Yeah, bro. I I don't know. I I, I think some something needs to something needs to take place where Ben Simmons goes and has a conversation with someone is there's something here besides just regular um i wouldn't say the man choked but i do believe that he is facing crippling anxiety it would look like when you pass the ball and you're right under the basket um that, that's just yes that, that, to me that seems like the only logical explanation but you know we're not going to let a thing like logic dictate what we should do and how we should feel let's gang up on ben simmons let's let's yell at him for being a poor free throw shooter uh i don't know doesn't sound productive i i would like for him to go and unlock exactly what's going on upstairs because uh there's there's no reason not not even you know if you if you're a poor shooter from 10 feet and beyond you know, you're just a poor shooter from 10 feet and beyond. Um, and I would really like for us to stop comparing his shooting woes to those of one Shaquille O'Neal. Because, I mean, as annoying as Shaq can be now in his old age, um, when he was missing free throws at the end of the game, those were free throws that wouldn't have mattered if he hadn't already scored 35 points and gotten 10 to 13 rebounds on a nightly basis. You understand that the league at one point in time was sculpted around being able to stop Shaquille O'Neal. The West was so big for and, and their implications of that still. The West had so many bigs because in order to get out of the West, you had to contend with the 300-pound, nimble monster known as Shaquille O'Neal in his prime. So, I mean, some people will say that Orlando Shaq was his prime, but Lakers Shaq, man, he, he could still move. He was still leaping out of the gym at 300-some-odd pounds. He was a flying tank. Uh... And if he were under the rim at the very end of the game, uh, it it was two points. They would have had to punch him directly in the balls to for that. And even then, I don't know. <laughs> Got him. That would not be cool. Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> balls, and that's Draymond Green. Krang, Krang, you're very, you're very clever, Krang. You're very. You're very clever. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, wow. I've been rambling for 16 minutes. It would appear that it is now time to turn it over very briefly to 
these messages from the hyphen, well, this message, these messages, what I look like, uh, from the hyphen podcast group. Masters, Shredder. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Malachi. And this is Alejandra. And you're sitting on the couch and your life is passing you by because you're not watching Insert Name Here. Catch us Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you missed us, you can catch us on Friday on Spotify and Amazon. Yeah, obvious nonsense, gang, gang. Hyphen Podcast Squad, you never take us down. Masters Shredder. All right, we are back with more of the Shredhead Podcast. I'm sorry if you came here looking for more national BA coverage. Um... I know that I'm pretty good at it. I get it. You want my takes. But, um, honestly, man, if, if you want, I guess here's another shred commendation if you're not up on it. Uh, the, the, the Jenkins and Jones podcast, man, they already do it better than I do. And there are three of them. And they yell back and forth. And they say nigga a whole lot. So if that's one thing I could suggest for you, shred, shred commend for you, it's the Jenkins and Jones podcast with the, with, with, uh, Mike, uh, Garabasio, or as they call him, Gardy B. Uh, I like their show and they share a lot of my sentiments as far as the national BA. So if you're not getting enough from me, I'm not the type to hold you here, uh, you know, you can, you can, you can go get what you need elsewhere. Anyway, you know, many of you have been writing in, sending letters, sending them in bottles, um, and if you, if you want to just reach out to me more directly, uh, you can just, you know, go on the Instagram. I hate pushing my Instagram because... For, well, for one, I don't even do anything with it, but, you know, I've been told by the higher-ups at the HPG that I need to step up my, my presence on social media. Gross. Ugh. Uh, so, at Saki, at Saki the Shredder, I've had some people reach out about, um about doing logos for me and that's been that's been pretty ill i appreciate you um we'll we will you know still working on that t-shirt design uh you know because i gotta make this green since i'm still on this whack-ass planet did you know on dimension x they have all well krang the leader of a man who knows how to lead has eliminated the need for currency and um you know you just kind of it's not even like i know that you a lot of you you know your your dads would hear this and think communism no not so much um just just a better way of doing it more more of a more of a utopia yeah there you go um so anyway Krang, let's talk about, let's get down to business here. Um, as some of you know, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't even give, 
Jeez, I'm wilding right now. Um. <laughs> oh, boy. I have been out of practice for a long time. Uh, the IG, of course, is Saki underscore the T-H-E-E underscore Shredder. You know how to spell Shredder. You have, you own a Shredder, right? Hopefully, if you're an, if you're an adult, you do. You can use it to grate cheese. It's like a grater, you know, shredder. Or in your office, maybe you have something to shred paper. Your important documents that you don't want, you know, that bear your social security number. Ugh, another word I hate. I hate a lot of words. I hate a lot of words with, uh, that, that start with, with a lot of terms that start with the word social. They're gross. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're pretty gross. Um, anyway. So, yeah, that's the that's the IG. If you want to reach out, you have a question, a comment, concern, suggestion. Don't don't suggest anything for this show. That's yeah, there we go. Don't if you have a suggestion, uh, sit on it, you know, speak it, put it in your hand, put it in your chair. And then, and then park your ass on the top of it because I don't care about your suggestions. Um, but yeah, so people have been writing in. <laughs> people have been writing into the show and they've been asking one question. And it's a very valid question. I thank you for it. People are asking me, what ever happened? To Tetsu. Now, Tetsu. Jump in a casket and get No, Krang, don't do that. Krang, chill. Um, a lot of people have been asking about Tetsu. Uh, for those of you who are not aware or need a reminder, Tetsu was my second in command, uh, as I was running the city of New York. Uh, when I, when I ran the, the, the Foot Clan, um, before we had robotics, before we moved up from street crime to intergalactic. Come on, Shredder, you've owned this before. It's still hard for me to speak of my past crimes sometimes because I'm a, I'm a completely different man. It's like, it's exactly the same thing as like Mike Tyson on his uh, hot boxing podcast, which Mike, if you're listening and I know you are, we're probably somewhere located in the same undisclosed location in the same basement in New York City, I feel like. Uh, reach out, man. Krang, you're the producer. Reach out to Mike Tyson, man. See if we can get him there or get get him here or get me there i would like to be on hot boxing and mike mike i would love to have you on the shp but um yeah anyway same exact situation where i am a completely different person from what i was to who i am today and a lot of the influence Crank, crank shrugging. He he didn't he didn't mean to do. 
Craig, did you mean to do that? Nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know what, Craig? Thank you though, for for accidentally touching that button because I was I was about to go somewhere, and you brought me out. Um, appreciate you, bro, because you know I was. <laughs> all right, nigga. All right. Um, but anyway, man. So he, here's the long and short of it. Um, like I was saying, like I was trying to, you know, build up, set the scene. Tetsu was my old partner. He was my second in command when it was believed that I was killed. Uh, when it was believed that Casey Jones and his assassination attempt was successful, uh, it was he who would, it was he, Tetsuo, who would assume control of the Foot Clan. That was always the plan. That was what we discussed. That was pretty much how the rank and file set itself up. Uh, rule of two, if you will. But, um, I survived. And part of me, a very small part of me, well, more of me than I'm willing to admit wants to believe well none of it wants to believe but wants to believe that at some point in time Tetsuo held it against me for surviving being crushed in the back of a garbage truck I know that sounds terrible I know that is even if it's just a little bit, right? I feel like that is one hell of an accusation to make. And that's why I struggled with coming to grips with that. Even though my... And looking back on it and having, you know, talked about it. And again, I'm going to take you into some therapy that I've, you know... Listen, I am very very transparent about the fact that I have had uh, therapy that I am still going through therapy and the things that I am going to unveil here are things that I've already said in the therapy sessions um, Dr. Hanzo Jenkins thank you uh, it is very important that you find a therapist um, that identifies with you. So another black and Japanese person for me to bounce my ideas off of and to, to, to be able to just air myself out with. Uh, that's huge. It is very, very clutch. Uh, it's very underrated. You know, it would be my suggestion. Just saying. Um, anyway, the, the Tetsuo stuff, man, T Tetsuo, Tetsu, damn it, the Tetsu stuff, it, it all came to a head, um, like I said, I, I feel like as things were going along before the fall, the, my literal fall into the back of a garbage truck, 
um, things were fine, or at least I was telling myself that they were fine. I think Tetsu was also trying to tell himself that things were fine. Um, but there was always a, a moment or two, so long as he was following my orders, right? So long as he was carrying things out to a T. And I will say, I will put the onus on myself, that as things, the difficulties started to ramp up with, say, Hamato Yoshi's boys or Hamato Yoshi's rats boys, or however, I don't know how you want to... As, as our feud began to ramp up, I knew that I was changing. And things were changing because, well, I was changing because the things around me were changing. So, whereas I would say, go and steal those 20 TVs, I wasn't even doing that anymore. That wasn't even, I was so far above that. All I was doing was training, you know, standing over, um, you know, st standing over uh, people uh, high above the room, watching the trainings, um, going into my room of monitors, watching the news for somebody trying to, you know what I mean? That was my job. And to eventually come face to face with those accursed turtles. I was to be the, the last resort. And everything was going according to plan until I fell in the back of the garbage truck. And for the first, again, to, 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 to mention Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And, um... Yeah, listen! Yeah. That's called motherfucking <laughs> bars, nigga! You know nothing about that! Thank you, Krang. Um, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. So, boom. I fall into the back of the truck. Well, I get thrown. Well, pretty much. If I I replay the events in my mind over and over again, and I come to realize how much of that was my fault that I ended up in the back of a garbage truck. And I tried to be careful not to use terms like how I ended up because it absolves me of my part of ending up in the back of a garbage truck. Had I not been out there, had I remembered my discipline, had I remembered the training, had I not tried to throw a dagger um, at someone who was holding on to me with a pair of nunchaku, maybe I don't end up in the back of a garbage truck. Maybe I don't get my helmet crushed. And, you know, people to this day are still asking me how I survived that. Baby, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't fucking know. 
But, um, but by the grace of God, man, God is good. God is good all the time, man, and, um, so when I came back to the junkyard where we agreed, again, when, when you watch the documentary, the young man says that we all agreed on the junkyard as a fallback spot in case things happen. Again, everything, everything going to plan. Even the worst, when the worst has happened, you know, um, Camelot has been compromised, you know, the king is down, um, we still have a plan for that, and, you know, to get more on, on what I believe is Tetsu's view of it all, he had put in the work, you know, he was doing the managing, he was working, he was, he was middle management, he was going around, he was doing all the things on the floor, he was going, uh, even later, you know, as you, as he, he was retrieving the ooze, he was still doing all these things, and he most definitely felt like he had already paid his dues. Um, I would be inclined to agree. But finding a supervisor for a, a, a criminal uh, enterprise is very hard to do. So, I mean, what? Am, what, am I going to be the supervisor? Hell no. Hell no. And so Tetsu found himself in a situation where he thought he was getting a, a battlefield promotion. It did not happen because I came back. Surprise, surprise. And when he offered, when he, you know, when he was yelling, our master gone, I, Tetsu, now lead. Does anybody challenge? And I stepped forward out of the darkness and I said, I challenge. Um, you know, that, that tends to fuck with people. <laughs> so... So there we have it. But, um, you know, and then as we would go along, I was, I, I'm sure he felt slighted in one way or the other with the creation of Token Rasar. Um, but I was a very desperate man on the road to revenge. The Foot Clan would not be enough. We've already failed, right? As I said in the documentary. Um, and so, you know, I I really felt as though my ha my hand had been forced. Um, I'm, I'm telling you guys, if if I knew just how much therapy I already needed, I would. The world would be a better place. I could have been a better person. Um, a lot of heartache could have been avoided for a lot of people, uh, and namely, my 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 former friend Tetsu. Um, and so, uh, things happened where, you know, I was sending him out to get, the, I was basically sending him out to get ooze to find his replacements, right? It was my every thought that Toka and Razar would be born, or, well, created, because I guess that they were essentially born and I, that I was mutating the man I was doing 
experiments on animals, bro. Like, what a move. But by the grace of God. But, uh, man, oh man. Um, <clears throat> and so I, I send him out. Go get that ooze, nigga. Bring that shit back here and pour it on these animals. I sounded like, I sounded wild, bro. I must have sounded wild as hell. But, um, and we did it, you know. And, um, long story short, all of that gets subverted by the, by those accursed turtles who are, you know, shout out to them. We've, we've, we've been back and forth over the years. We've, we've been to hell and back, man. But, you know, I keep saying it, man. God is good. So, what am I talking, what am I saying? I'm saying that. After all the things that we had been through at that point in time, in that documentary, with the bridge, not even, not the bridge, the, the, the pier, the dock, with me knocking the dock down on top of myself, me detoxing, um, at the, uh, me detoxing from the ooze, that last little vial that I drank to become what other people would call super shredder that that part of it you don't see in the documentary uh this it would it would maybe take a good year year and a half for me to come off the junk um and not that i was using it anymore like that one use you know you saw the the significant muscle growth height um, somehow it made me have more blades, uh, and bigger clothing. I don't know, baby. Um, but somehow it, it did all that. And it took a while just to come down, just to get the junk out of my system. Um, I was, I was moving too fast, man. And, um, man, set your ass down. Right. And, uh, you know, Tetsu, Tetsu was there with me through the vast majority of it, and I could feel him becoming more distant, so I told him, hey man, let's go, let's go get a drink, you know, um, the, uh, the, the Foot Clan, you know, was pretty much in shambles at that point, um, no, not a whole lot left to do. I wasn't... I wasn't raising a gang anymore. I wasn't... I wasn't even practicing martial arts. I had gained... I had gained like 80 pounds, man. Just pounding chicken wings and pizza. And, um... You know... I... I but I, again, I was still trying to be in tune with my mans... And I told Tetsu, I said, look, man, let's just, let's, let's go grab, let's go grab a bite. And let's, you know, cause I, I, I feel, you know, I, he, he, he could, he knew that I, he wasn't trying to hide it anymore. And, um, anyway, we go to the spot, we kick it for a little bit 
And I'm like, yo, what's good with you, fam? And he said, I should ask you the same thing. And I said, what you mean? Now, again, I'm already at a point. I, I, I can tell you now how bad I was. But back then, right? Like I, I didn't even know what day it was half the time. But because Tetsu had been such a constant in my life, such a ride or die, um, I noticed when that was going away. And I said to him, yo, you haven't been the same. He said, fam, did you look in the mirror? And I said, fuck you mean? You know, because I'm still me. I'm the shredder, baby. I'm a Roku over here, you know? I'm a little fatter. Way fatter, actually, at that point in time. But, you know, I'm still a little... I'm still feeling myself, you know? I still got the, I still got the hands and feet, you know? It's just not as... It's not as polished, but you know what it is. And um, he kept it real funky with me that night, bro. And um, it was quiet because I knew he was right. But um, I wanted to be right, too, you know? So... Me and uh, the, uh, T Tetsu, you know, he just told me, he was like, look, man, I'm going to be 100 with you. I'm, I'm getting ready to move out. I'm about to go back to school. Um, You know, my girl had been, I was like, damn, nigga, your girl, huh? So now me being instantly defensive uh, started you know, to try to put things off on his girl as if, pardon, uh, his then girlfriend, now wife, I believe, uh, Tiffany, Tiffany is her name, uh, was her name, I believe they got married, I feel like, crying, crying, uh, your IG stalking, right, you didn't come across... Nope. Well, the last you had heard, because I, you know, they, they did, they got married, right? Yeah. Tiffany and Tetsu, that's so cute, bro. Um, and I do mean it, because uh, I'm, I'm, all of this has a point. Um, I say all that to say <laughs> that the Shredhead podcast started out as somewhat of a, hi, my name is Earl, uh, Sort of, sort of a, a world tour of me making amends with people that I've wronged in my past. And, of course, the first thing that people think of are those accursed turtles, which I'm only saying that now in jest. Uh, the, the rat shredder, um, shred, splinter. Damn. Told y'all, man. And I guess this, maybe, maybe, crying. You ever think that maybe I'm messing up so much today because I've got a lot on my mind? Uh, one of them being this. Probably, right? I should probably... I, I'm saying all of that to say that I, I should reach out to Tetsu, man. Long story short... Well, long story shorter than it was. That night at the bar, well, at the pub or whatever you call it, um, you know... Tetsu was telling me that he was moving out, that he had every, you know, that 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 everything with me was not on the up and up, 
And, you know, he straight up told me, like, dog, I, I really don't care to see you anymore, bro. And, you know, like, first part of me got, like, really annoyed that, again, like I said earlier, I felt like he held it against me that I lived. You know what I mean? And I don't... I, I, that, that, that very, very, very small but very loud part of me thought that he held it against me that I lived. And I really, really want to be wrong. Um, I don't want to believe that my second in command, that my guy... Um, would rather I be dead. I, I don't think that, but I think that changing the dynamic drastically by dying and then changing it again by living just kind of really jostled our relationship out of the stronghold that it was in, man. And so, uh, I say all that to say this, uh, Tatsu, bro, if you're listening, because there's a possibility you might, or if you're someone who's near Tetsu, and you can get him to listen to this podcast, I would implore you to get him to listen to this podcast, because I won't give a flat-out apology over the airwaves, because that is not for everyone else to witness, and I could definitely be create be uh, committing a party foul by airing out my side of what happened with Tetsu for content. I'm completely aware of how dirty that comes off, but I feel that my podcast, my platform, is a safe space for me to say how I'm feeling. And the things that are um, bothering me or on my mind, if you will, because the better I am as a person, uh, the better I think this podcast is. You know, even if y'all want messy shit, y'all nigga, 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 nigga. Right, y'all, y'all want that, and I get it because it's entertaining. But, um, you know, I'm trying to get my shit together, bro. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I'm thankful for guys like Krang. I'm really, I, well, there's only one guy like Krang, and that's Krang. Um, but um, all that. Yeah, just, listen. That's called motherfucking Krang, God. shut you up, know, dog. Krang, chill, baby. I'm trying to say some heartfelt shit here. Um, yeah, all that to say that. Tetsu, if you're listening, brother, um, I have wronged you, and um, I need to talk to you. I don't have your number, um, your email. Bro, we fell out before email existed. Um, your feelings are valid, and, you know, whether you want to do it here or in private, or, you know, at all, I would very much like to have a conversation with you, my friend, uh, here on the Shredhead Pod. So if, you know, somebody can get get us connected, I would greatly appreciate it.
Um, there is no Cretan of the Week. I'm no, sure. No, you Cretans. Uh, oh wait, no, no, no. We do have a Cretan of the Week. It is uh, RG three. <laughs> Big. <laughs> no, you Cretans. Oh man, RG three took to Twitter to. I, I mean, it, it was kind of uh, to me. It was harmless. He did a thing. He 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 tweeted a tweet where he um was lifting weights and I guess it was a he was it, it said when I watch my wife in her sundress and then of course I'm sure that he was inundated with people telling him that his wife was white and she couldn't fill out a sundress and then he posted a picture of her doing squats saying that her butt was that her, that her ass was mad fat I don't know what he was trying to do there I think the whole thing was supposed to be an advertisement of some kind for his wife's athleisure or athletic wear line. Really weird, bro. Um, and then he ended up having to defend himself for trying to... He, he ended up trying to defend himself because most people were saying that his wife was white and that he just loves his wife, his wife because she's white. Everybody's being fucking messy. And while I don't think that, I don't necessarily feel like RG3 is a Cretan, um, but he's, he's, he's fighting a losing battle. Um, because I feel like he didn't like do it to start beef. I think he was just big upping his woman and then people Twitter, Twitter, Twitter twit, you know, Twitter twit. And, um, you know, and it ended up being a thing. Honestly, it's really funny because then he said something. I don't even want to read all the stuff, but he said something about cakes and buns and something. Where is it? Uh, you know, and anything that I feel like, I feel like RG3 looks like the kind of guy who lisps all the time. Anyway, he said, check the receipts. I never said or implied that my wife's features are associated with black women. You others have. White women are stereotypically considered to not have... Oh boy, here we go. A big buttocks slash cheeks slash cakes. My wife defies that stereotype, so I'm celebrating that. Nothing more. Thank you, Robert Griffin III. You sound like a cop. You sound like a cop, my nigga. You are weird. Ha! I... Got he! <laughs> you have a weird way of, 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 of expressing yourself, and it's fine because it comes from having a crooked hairline and wearing wearing polyester Dragon Ball shirts to weddings and oh god <laughs> shut up Craig don't encourage me uh, y'all leave RG3 alone man y'all got that man screaming into the void about his white wife and it's fine man love who you love love listen love who you love alright Love who you love and only do that. Um, 
other than that, what do what do I have for a shred commendation? Oh no, I said Warrior. Watch Warrior. Uh, Cinemax, HBO Max, whatever you have to do, get in front of it. It's pretty good. Um, a lot of nuanced stuff to it. Um, really cool, man. Other than that, oh, I've been yakking for fifty-two minutes. By yakking, I mean running my fucking mouth. So, without further ado, I am releasing you into the world. Listen, I'm not going to ninja vanish on y'all niggas today. I'm going to say, if <clears throat> if you have beef, or, you know, the beef is expired, and, you know, you have someone that you know you should reach out to, it's not about whether or not they're going to accept your apology or even hear you out. You make the attempts to mend fences or, you know, just, you know, not everybody deserves closure. I get it. You don't, you, you don't have to, okay? But if you, in your heart, feel as though there's something that you should say to someone and your only thing that the only thing that's stopping you is what you fear they may say back in return or what the fact that they don't say anything at all um don't do that don't do that that shit is a killer and then you're sitting there with regrets never have anything to regret go in there Make that call, shoot that text, send that DM, A, it's your boy, Orokusaki, I've wronged you, I would like to make amends. Um, and whatever they say is up to them after that. If you're apologizing to receive forgiveness, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Now listen, you. that's called motherfucking bars, nigga. You know nothing about that. I just came up with that one honestly. But if you, again, if you're, if you're apologizing and the main thing that you're looking for is forgiveness, you're doing it wrong because people are entitled to not forgive you. So that's on them. All you can do is deal with the shit that's over here on your side baby and with that said sayonara suckers i am out of here maybe i'll see y'all before i get off this dirt ball i'll be going hard on earth man y'all niggas stay up it's crazy out there peace whiskey This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained? Yeah!